welcome to the Exit Mindset Podcast. I'm Ramakali. 15 years ago, when I was trying to sell one of my companies, I couldn't get what I thought was the right price for it. I realized I had things set up the wrong way, even though the company was profitable. So I spent years researching and studying exit strategies to improve my company's valuation. I discovered that the same process that improves valuation would improve business profitability and give me more free time. I'm here to show you what I have learned. You see, the best way to grow your business is to look at it from the perspective of someone who's going to buy your company. Once you start thinking that way, magic happens and you start seeing things you could not see before. But that's not all. I also discovered the three principles that you must know to command a better price for your company. The three principles are, first, the product, second, the infrastructure, and third, the conversation you have with the consumer. Once you master these three principles, you will be on your way to increasing your profits, your company valuation, and get more work-life balance. So listen in and learn how you can do that. I will teach you through this podcast, Lessons from the Trenches, and we will have a dialogue with some of the greatest minds on the planet. You as a business owner know that an inherent part of owning a business is risk. And managing that risk is a key skill you must learn to prevent or at least mitigate the damage these risk factors can cause you. Risk is one of those subjects that's very wide and deep, and you can look at it in any way you want. But I have categorized the most common risk into two categories, internal and external. External risks include events such as the economy, a worldwide pandemic, or something as simple as the effect of weather on your sales or seasonal output. Typically, these risks are out of your control, but it doesn't mean that there isn't anything you can do to alleviate as much of the repercussions as is possible. And then there are a number of internal risks that you take on as a business owner, but they are much easier to avoid, such as security risks, such as regulatory risks, marketing risks, or even competitive risks. I want you to consider an automobile, whether it was an internal issue with the car, a driver themselves being distracted, for example, or external factors such as a deer running across the street causing emergency action from the driver, seatbelts when worn properly drastically decrease the amount of automobile injuries and fatalities. They don't necessarily eliminate them. They don't necessarily guarantee that it would work out very well for the person that gets into an accident. But in many cases, you're going to find that these simple measure of wearing a seatbelt has decreased the risk associated with an accident. And in business, it is the same way. In many cases, you cannot avoid risk in business because it's part of the deal. If you're going to be in business, you're going to be doing this, you must understand that risk is inherent. And not only dealing with one risk, you're dealing with multiple risks. And if you don't understand that, and if you don't figure out a way to handle that and live with it, perhaps you should not be in business. But I don't believe that because you're here. And that means you want to be part of the business community in the sense by building a company and by growing that company. So over the years, I've noticed that people in positions of running a company sometimes overlook the impact of risk. And in many cases, people understand it, but they don't necessarily focus on it. And I think it's important to be focused on that aspect. And that's some of the things we're going to be going through today to make sure that you keep that in mind, becomes sort of in front of you and you understand it 
And that way, when, he, when decisions need to be made and when things happen, you always look at it from a risk perspective. What am I risking here? What am I seeing? What can I do to mitigate that risk? What seatbelt can I put around that particular problem to make sure that even if we get into an accident with it, things are going to be not as bad as could be? So think, is there a chance you'll be relatively fine without putting in the time and effort to improve your reactions? And part of risk is having the proper reaction to the problems in front of you. Because when you, a problem pops up, or even it doesn't have to be a problem, when an issue you're dealing with, or let's say it's an initiative, let's say it's something you're trying to do, when you examine the risks involved, you will have to make some decisions. And you can only make decisions on something you're cognizant of. So your reaction is important, but you'll be leaps and bounds better if you find ways to deal with the potential risks that might come your way. The cornerstone of an exit mindset is preparing and benefiting from prior planning that you undertake ahead of time. Once you have carefully designed and utilized the metaphorical seatbelts, you will be in a position to not only show potential buyers just how prepared your business is, thus making your company a valuable asset, but you will also have a greater protection in the event risk factors affect your business goals or performance. Assessing risk properly will give you the freedom to go further, grow larger, and see even more success. So 57 of senior level executives rank risk and compliance as the top two risk categories they feel least prepared to address. Also, 69% of executives are not even confident that their current risk management and policies and practices will be enough to meet future needs. This is a reminder that continuous improvement is a must. And not alone for you. Did you know that 62% of organizations have experienced a critical risk event in the past three years? 62% is a huge number, really putting your business in the crosshairs if you take it from that perspective. Another one for you is 65% of organizations are operating at a level of reactive or basic risk management. Also, extensive behavioral and organizational research has shown that individuals have strong cognitive biases that discourage them from thinking about and discussing risk until it is too late. After all, a collapse of the real estate market of the size of the one in 2007 was not very plausible at the time. They figured that it wasn't worth their time to, to consider too much, but they decided to assign a small 3% prob probability to it. So as an attempt to cover their bases, they tested it anyway and devised a strategy for dealing with it, should it ever occur. When the real estate market collapsed in 2007, they were one of the few companies that had a plan, which they pulled off the shelf immediately and went into action mode. In other words, they were prepared. Not only did they survive, but they had the resources to acquire other companies that were falling apart. What an amazing opportunity that gave them. And also, it gave them the ability to maneuver pretty quickly. Think about that. Instead of being paralyzed and trying to devise a plan when it happens, which is very difficult for people. And even if it's done, and usually by the time you're ready with the plan, time has passed and you have incurred losses or problems. But imagine when you're ready right there and then. So that's what happened with this company. You need to ask yourself a question. What if I devise scenarios for problems within the company that something could happen? And I assign a probability and devise a plan to do something about it. Would that be something that would help me and make my future more stable and allow me to mitigate risk? The answer is yes, if you do that. And we do that on a regular basis with all our companies. I give you one simple case in point. 
we at our companies, we were prepared with certain technologies in the, in the event of a need to be out of offices. When COVID hit, we immediately pulled those plans off the shelf and deployed. And we were able to maneuver during the COVID pandemic and react quickly without having to sort of plan as the pandemic starts. I remember at that day that we were given 24 hours to leave offices. And that was, I remember that was on a Thursday that they asked us and Friday was the day. Guess what? Monday, we were ready to go. No problem. Because we had the plans. We were ready. So how many things in your company you've done or you're doing to make sure that you don't fall prey to problems that could occur in the future? Nobody's saying mitigating risk can be sort of inexpensive from a perspective of cost or planning or in terms of time spent on it. But it is important that you kind of create a little bit of a budget to create that safety net that you could have should something bad happen or should something that you don't expect occur that could affect the entire process you're undergoing. For example, in the case I just mentioned to you with the pandemic and our infrastructure planning as far as continuing operations while we could not be in the offices, that paid off. It was, exp- it was reasonably expensive. It took time to build it. I have teams pulled out to do, work, do some work, but it paid off nicely. In fact, we're able to create advancements during the pandemic simply because we're able to work immediately right after leaving our offices. And I can tell you, some of those solutions were as simple as digitizing our entire infrastructure and creating communication systems to be able to work remotely. But who would have thought a pandemic would occur? I really had no idea that 2020 would be the year of the pandemic. I just thought anything can happen. It could have been 2022, could have been 2023. I don't know. But it just happened to happen in 2020 and we we're ready for it. So I ask you, and you should ask yourself, what is it that I'm risking right now? What could happen in the future? The reasonably that if it happened, I'm ready for it. So here are a few strategies that'll help you start managing your risk in your business in a better way. First of all, stress test your enterprise. Just as I mentioned from some of the examples above, it really pays off to be as thorough as possible in the area of risk management. I found it most helpful to categorize risk between very likely to occur, some chance of occurrence, small chance of occurrence, very little chance of occurrence. Then go from the top to the bottom and create contingency plans based on the individual scenarios, based on their importance to you. Two, you must be clear about your guidelines and your expectations from your employees. The internal risks within your control will be avoided through active prevention such as monitoring operational processes and guiding employee behaviors and decisions towards a desired outcome. The third one, be in the mindset of that you need to take strategy risks. Basically, you have to take on a level of voluntary risk in order to gain a strategic advantage in your industry. So one of the things you want to do, you want to figure out what risks can you take to, to get an advantage and then quantify that risk and be prepared for the consequences if it doesn't work out. Your job is to make those consequences in such a way that it does not implode your company, that it would just have a minor effect. It's okay to be bruised, but you don't want to be out. And that's the essence of risk management, that you always have a way to keep yourself going to have another day to play. To do that, you must devise your own internal company model or system to conduct probabilities that will provide a guide for your business. That way you can engage in high-risk, high-reward scenarios, but with an exit. What I mean by exit is that if it goes wrong, 
then you would be able to pivot into a scenario that would keep you going. It's okay for something not to work out in business. The only thing you need to make sure is that, again, it doesn't take you out. But all this requires some time and some resources deployed, but the reward will be massively and greatly effective and helpful to your business. Another one, open and explicit discussion with your team about risk factors. Sometimes your teams know more about the risk associated with what they do than you do, believe it or not. And that's what's important here is that you need to be able to be constant discussions with your teams and with your employees. Here's one fact about risk is that most people have something that prevents them and discourages them from thinking about and discussing risk until it's too late. And we see that all the time. How many times you saw somebody that have something happen to them and go, well, you could have thought about that. But lots of times we ourselves don't think about those risks and it might be different than somebody else's risk, but everybody's got something that is relevant to them that they should have thought of. Of course, nobody's talking about the complete unknown that could not normally happen. We talk about things that could happen in the realm of possibility relating to your operations. Always keep in mind, it is difficult, if not impossible, to avoid risks in business, and you have to always be ready. I encourage you to sit down with your decision makers in your organization and devise a plan for any potential risk and what actions you can take. To conclude what we're talking about here, of course, each business is different. Risk is risk. If you're a small business or a large business, both types are going to have risks associated with them. Of course, it's just a different type and a different level and a different ramifications. On a smaller business, probably the dollar value or the ramifications and effect may not be as huge or large as a big company you know, that is monetarily large in, in expenditure. There is a reason that risk and reward is often hand in hand, and it's your opportunity to make sure that it's positive correlation. Start now to improve your system and processes to be prepared for your journey towards building an exit business. By doing so, you'll not only have a greater peace of mind knowing you can cope with what is to come, but you will also see increased revenues, better work-life balance, and increase the value of your company in the eye of the potential company buyer. To get my free copy of 23 action steps you can take now to scale your business, go to the link in the show notes in here or go to exitmindset.com 23 and get that report. Thanks for listening. I'm Ram Akili. Action is everything. Use it or lose it. See you in the next episode. You've just listened to the Exit Mindset Podcast with Ram Akili. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, please do so in your podcast listening app. Or better yet, visit ExitMindset.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our bonus content. Lastly, we want to help as many business owners as possible. If you know anyone that could benefit from the information given in this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Until next time.